0: Good morning, everyone. I'm happy to be here and see every one of you that are here today. And I believe that God is going to speak to each and every one of us. And I just want you to open your hearts to the Lord and listen to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. And my prayer that every one of us will understand His Word. Amen? Amen? So, let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for your word, Lord God, that we will hear today, Lord. And I pray that Holy Spirit will speak to each and every one of us, give us revelation, and um, give us the, the, the wisdom, Lord God, and, and um, you know, just, just open up our hearts to you, Lord, because we know that your word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path, Lord God, and we believe that you are going to direct us, Lord Jesus. So we commit this word to you in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen, amen. So my topic this morning is patience. There you go. That's why we're taking us so long to, to do <laughs> you know, it. Is, that's a good practice of being patient. So my question this morning is, are you a patient person? So the next, the next question is, do you like to wait? No. So I know patience is not a popular subject. You know why? Because we want what we want when we want it. How we want it. And when we can't have it, we don't want anybody telling us why we can't. And I understand that. When we ask for something, it has to be instant, right? I need to have it now or I want it straight away. I remember just this morning, my, my, um, my second daughter she went in a sleepover last night and she came in this morning. I don't know if she's quite hype up or something because she had her friends and all of that. When, when she first came in, all she wants is she wants to go on the, on, the, on the tablet and wants to go on the internet. And we said, no, you're not allowed this time of the day. You know, it's always after lunch. And then she's like, no, I want it now. That's what she said. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, that's not, it's not good. You know, and I'm just trying to, to let her know and uh, let her understand that. This is our our rules in this house. You can't have it early in the morning. You you have to uh, either tidy up your room, um, do you have lunch after that, maybe, maybe, or maybe not. So when we ask for something, it has to be instant, right? I need to have it now or I want it straight away. There's a lot of instant nowadays, instant noodles, instant coffee, instant food, or even instant baby. no one laugh about that, (laughs) we are living in a fast-paced world and we want everything quick to make our life easier. In our fast-paced instant gratification world, seasons of waiting can feel extremely painful, right? Perhaps you're looking for a new job but can't seem to find the opportunity. Or looking to buy a new house, but it feels like everything doesn't seem to fall out the way it should be. Or you're desperately wanting to have a child, but you can't get pregnant. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe you're at an important crossroads, and you're waiting on God to tell you which path you're supposed to take. And when things don't end up the way we want it, we get frustrated, we get angry, we get impatient. Right? So the question is... Are you a patient person when you are in a stressful situation? No. That's a good answer. How many of you have been impatient with something or someone? Come on, lift your hands. I'm sure all of us have, have, have been through all of this. You know, every one of us, certainly. No one. You know, even me. Even whoever how righteous you are. I'm sure you get impatient. I just want to share you a, a brief funny story. And I hope you're going to laugh at it. <laughs> so there was, a, there was a, a lonely man who decided to get a pit, right? So he went to, to the pit store. And when he went to the pit store, he asked the owner, can I place, you know, I wanted to buy a pit that is very unusual and, and very different. So the owner took him to the back of the room, and he showed him lots of this very unusual pit that you can see, you know, there's a lot of them. But anyway, and then all of a sudden, while he was looking at it, he found the one that he thinks that would be a good pit for him. So he, he said, oh, I'm gonna grab that centipede. It's a massive centipede. And so the owner uh, put it in the box, and then he bought it, and then he, t- he took it home with him. And then that day, he decided to go out that night, and he said, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go have some good time, and I'm gonna go to maybe watch a movie, or have a dinner. But He remembers that he he has a pit. And he said, oh, maybe I should take my pit with me. So anyway, he opened the box and he asked his pit. He said, hey, centipede, do you want to come with me for dinner tonight? And he's waiting and waiting, no answer. Anyway, a few minutes after that, he asked again, hey, centipede, do you want to come for dinner with me tonight? And still no answer. So he grabbed the box and he lifted up, just right in front of his face, and, said, and he shouted, Hey, centipede, do you want to come with me for dinner tonight? And he, he's waited, and all of a the sudden, there's a tiny voice that came out from the box, and the centipede said, Yes, I already told you, yes. Just be patient. I'm trying to put my suit on. <laughs> Yeah, he's got lots of, um, and it will be hard for him to put his suit on. (laughs) So look, I know we all have been impatient sometime or another with someone in our life. It's true that patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit, right? But nobody actually likes to wait. In fact, every day we're forced to wait, sometimes for things we need and sometimes for things we just want. Statistics shows that the average person Spends close to an hour every day waiting for something, like elevators, traffic lights, your turn at the intersection, your turn to pay at the grocery store, making a cup of coffee, waiting at the table, or your food to be served at a restaurant, you're waiting for the computer to load, and even the microwave, which is supposed to keep us from waiting for the oven. When you add up all that waiting over a lifespan of 70 years, the average person will spend more than three years of their lives waiting for something to happen. Wow. <laughs> That's, maybe it adds up when you go to 80 or 100, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I just want to share my uh, a little bit of story. I'm sure some of you probably heard about this. After I studied at Faith Bible College, I waited for long five years to go back to New Zealand. God took me in a journey of my spiritual walk with Him. And I tell you what, it's not perfect. And there are times that I ran away from Him because I think there's no point of me holding on for His promises. I had my ups and down moments, and sometimes I doubted if I would ever go back. I remember when I was at faith, I have a few words, so prophecy that God will open the door for me to come back here. And this is the place that He has called me to be. But I don't know when, and I don't know how. As years pass by, while I am back in the Philippines, I'm beginning to doubt his word, and I get frustrated, I get impatient, because it seems to be that God is very quiet in that space of time. So what I did, I tried to look for some other options on how to go back here, although I know that God is going to open the door for me in his right time. Even though I know his word will come into fulfillment someday, I still tried to seek for some alternatives. So I began to look for jobs online, what other Asian people do (laughs) to go out of the country. I emailed a few of my Kiwi friends expressing my heart to go back so they can help me but there was no response and some of them no comment at all. Or maybe the other option is I should find a good paying job and save some money so I can go back but it will probably take me what 10 to 20 years to do that and you need to have a good paying job. But I knew that this is not what God wants me to do. All I need to do is to be patient and be willing to wait. So I realized that actually God is still in control, and all I have to do is to have faith and believe in his word, that it will happen, even it will take a long, long time. So I remember, remember at the end of my time at Faith Bible College, we had this called uh, presbytery, um, you know, it's a session where all the students are being prayed for and to hear what God has to say for them. I was actually excited when it was my turn. So when I sat on the chair in the middle of the room, the first few minutes was silent. And then the very first word that um, one of the, um, the pastors, Pastor Alex Larson, you know, said to me, don't go ahead on the plan of God. Be patient, for he is going to fulfill his word in the right time. That was the first word. And when I heard that, my heart just sank because I knew that I was like that. I always go ahead in the plan of God. The word reminded me several years after to wait patiently for his promise. Because if he said he will do it, he will, right? Amen. All I had to do is wait. And have patience and i guess that's what we need to do we, ne- we just need to wait and be patient so what i did i keep praying i keep seeking his word i keep believing and hoping that someday god will take me back to this place where i believe he has called me to live and and here i am after long five years god has opened the door to me it was a, an, an easy process you know i, I tell you, it was an easy process and the good thing about it everything is free you know all expenses are paid all of the immigration processes, a plane ticket, everything is free. So that's how God works. If you just have to wait in the right time, you know everything. Everything will be will be good. So I learned that the real problem isn't the waiting; it's what happens in our hearts while we wait. Right? It's what happens in our heart while we wait. There's a quote from Joyce Meyer, and he, she said that patience is not the ability to wait but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting for too many of us waiting creates a downward spiral of impatience frustration selfishness and anger in our hearts while waiting in line we find flaws with people in front of us and if this is how we respond to other people what happens in our hearts when god makes us wait so god wants you to live with great expectation amen with a constant enduring sense that god is for you that he loves you deeply and will at any moment move in power on your behalf but sometimes god delays his blessing to examine what's in your heart he waits on purpose it's not that he doesn't want to bless you but he's after a purpose greater than your immediate blessing God doesn't want to just fix your problems. He wants to transform you in the process. Amen? Amen. So there are three texts that I'm going to show you this morning. Um, they're all in the book of Psalms. The first one is Psalm chapter 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Well, why should, he, why should the psalmist say that? Because to wait for the Lord, sometimes we have to be strong And have to take courage, right? Because sometimes pressures are there for us to make decisions. Husband and wives, decision, families, business, work, whatever it might be. He says, you have to wait. Then the next one is Psalm chapter 37, verse 7. I'm reading from a New King James Version. It says, rest on the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass and then the next one is psalm chapter 40 verse 1 i waited patiently for the lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry look at that i waited patiently for the lord and he inclined to me he heard what i was talking to him about and he answered my petition so patience is very important in every aspect of life amen so I'm gonna title this message. If you look at it on the screen, yeah, it's loading. Wait for it. It's loading. Yeah, that's it. Wait for it. <laughs> so wait for it. And when you trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, immediately the Holy Spirit came into your life to seal you as a child of God. That's the reason we know that we are eternally secure, right? It is His work and not our conduct that makes, accept, makes acceptable to God. And in the process of doing so, when I think about that, I think about the fact that the Holy Spirit sealed us and equipped us to do whatever He has called us to do. You see, many people will live out their life baptized in early life, heard lots and lots of sermons, and will never understand that God never intended for them to live the Christian life. He didn't. He intended for them to follow or to allow the Holy Spirit who lives within them to live out the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah? yeah. So we are not equipped for, sal- not just for salvation. He's equipped us to do whatever He has called us to do, whatever He has made us to be and made us to do. So when you think about your life and you think about the challenges you face, remember this, that you are already empowered by the Holy Spirit to live and to face any situation, any circumstances of life. It didn't just save us and let us get along the best that we can. So when you think about your life, you think about things you face. When you face difficulties, would you say that you are a patient person? And the truth is, all of us probably... Have areas in our life that it's difficult for us to stand by or hold back what we think or what we'd like to do but patience is what it is a gift from God but it isn't something we work up it's a gift of God through the Holy Spirit when you were saved I believe that he sealed you as one of his children and he began to release in your life if you allow him The fruit of the Spirit, what is? Love, joy, peace, and patience, and so on. Yep, that's it. And I want to talk about this whole issue of how essential it is that you and I experience God's patience in our life because it affects every single thing that we do. And one of his primary objectives is to enable us to walk patiently in our Christian life. So patience is very important. Turn to the person next to you tell them. Patience is very important. It is very important in every aspect of our life. So how would you define patience? What would you say if someone asked you what is patience? Patience is the quiet, uncomplaining, endurance, under stress, or annoyance. Or long-tempered? So ask yourself this question. Are you quiet and uncomplaining when things don't go out your way? (laughs) But let me give you the, the, the simplest definition of patience. Listen to this. Patience is the will to wait. That's all you need to know. Patience is the will to wait. I'm sure uh, most of us have a lot of experience when when our kids are at a young age, or even now. You know, um, we we have quite a few experiences at home. You know, uh, I remember when every time we go out of town, it's like kids, is like you know, it would be good if they just sleep the way through. You know. And they they just, oh, are we there yet? <laughs> oh I'm hungry, can I eat something? <laughs> can we stop somewhere? I want to go toilet. All of those things that the kids said, and then you just say, oh, just sleep. When you wake up, we'll get there. And then when they wake up, are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Or even like what I said before, you know, they wanted to go on the internet, and they wanted to, like, ask a lot of, oh, yesterday I just remember, um, it's w- w- one of my kids anyway. Um, she's like, "Oh, can I go on the internet, Dad?" Um, "Yeah, you can, but you have to wait for maybe another hour. That's a long wait, you know." And uh, every every minute, she's like, "Oh, is it is it ten o'clock now?" <laughs> "Or oh, is it ten o'clock now?" <laughs> wait patiently, okay. And then you know, after that, you know, the, the wait the, the wait is over, and then she's just like and happy about it but that's that's how it is you know we sometimes we, we think about us ourselves you know we are we, kind of like that as well but but you know what the older you are you probably can be able to control your emotions control your feelings because of that you know i'm 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 very good at that actually i'm i'm quite good in in, in that area but then but then now I, it's it's really different when you have kids huh? it's like tested your patience every day <laughs> but here's one here's one example that I'm sure you can relate to so you're in a hurry to get somewhere and your family or a friend or a spouse or kids don't share your sense of urgency and there you are waiting at the door or in the car for them to get ready to go now what are you experiencing inside are you peacefully watching the wind blows the flowers gently back and forth in the garden Or do you pull out the owner's manual in the car or pick up your phone to check your social media or check your face in here in the mirror, you know, those kind of things? Or are you in somewhat different frame of mind? Do you find yourself asking what is it more important, being late or the people I am waiting for? If God watch us destroy ourselves in his creation and peacefully sit back, Perhaps we can show a little more patience when things are not going quite as we planned. You might be amazed at what God gives you when you peacefully wait rather than stress out and get angry. Maybe it's a spiritual opportunity that you would not have otherwise had. So, true patience is waiting without worrying. It is the will to wait. It means you are willing to wait despite of. Amen? Amen. Willing to wait despite of. There are a few Bible characters that will show us what great patience is like. You know, the Bible is a great resource and remind of the many that have gone before us with patience and endurance. I'm just going to give you quickly five of them. But before that, um, I just want to read this um, scripture in the Bible, which is found in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9. It says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not. Give up, or shall we say, let us not become impatient in doing good? For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The first Bible character that I'm going to show you is Abraham, he's the father of many nations. Right? So, God promised to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations, but when the promise was first given, the the story is found in the book of Genesis, if you read there, uh, chapter 12. Abraham and his wife Sarah did not have any children. Right, God continued to restate his promise to Abraham through the years. But Abraham, though known as a man of faith, took his wife's suggestion and had a child with Sarah's handmaid, which is Hagar. The son's name was Ishmael, but this was not the son God intended to Abraham. So they became impatient. They can't wait for God's promise. The result of Abraham and Sarah's act of impatience has a massive consequence that it affects the Israelites until now. It's always a bad idea to try to accomplish God's plan in your own way and in your own timing. You see, God's plan comes completely with his methods and his timing. And when we try to tinker with that, it messes up everything. So finally... When Abraham was about 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old, God gave them their son, Isaac. Though it took years of patiently waiting, they received the promise of God. You, you see what, what the point here is? You know, if, if, you, if you begin to wait for God's promises, then you will receive it. But if you try to tinker, you know, try to go ahead in the plan of God, there will be consequences that we don't know that will happen. And it's, it's, it's true. You know, I've experienced that in my life, and I'm sure some of you probably have experienced that as well. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 15, And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. The second character, not just Abraham, was Joseph, from pit to prison to palace. Joseph's brother sold him as a slave, book of Genesis chapter 37. Though he did not understand all that was happening, he trusted God to work out his plan in his time. Joseph patiently worked faithfully in each situation he was in. So he waited for God to fulfill his promise that Joseph will be a leader of his people. He had to be patient as he believed God, but probably wondered why he was sitting in a prison cell. God did lift Joseph up to great power and responsibility. Not only was he a leader of his people, but he ruled over the people of Egypt too. Patience was needed to allow God to accomplish his purpose in life of Joseph and his family. So we have Abraham, we have Joseph, and then the third one was Job. I'm sure you know Job was the man of patience. Probably the best-known story of patience in the Bible is the life of Job. To prove Job's faithfulness to the Lord, God allowed the devil to destroy everything Job owned. Job was a wealthy man. He, he lost his crops, property, cattles, and servants. But most devastating of all is when he lost his children. However, Job did not blame God. He accepted that God had a plan and would be patient for God to reveal his plan. Pretty sure if that happens to us nowadays, there's a lot of blaming will happen. Job's friends came to counsel him. They tried to find out what great sin Job had committed to deserve the punishment he received. But Job would not admit to any sin. Job knew that some things bad Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Often people will talk about the patience of Job. He knew God had a plan and was willing to accept what God allowed in his life. And in the end, what happened? God restored to Job twice as much as he had in the beginning. It's found the book of Job, chapter forty two, verse ten. So that was Abraham, we got Joseph and Job, and then the fourth one is David. You know, David is a man after God's own heart. This story is found in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13. Now, David truly understands the term, wait for it. He lived that he was promised by the Lord through the prophet Samuel when he was 15 years old. And he would be the next king over Israel. Yet, it did not happen after 15 years later. Now he, he became the, the king of Israel when he was 30 years old. So, talking about being patient patience that I personally feel that we do not understand today. We want everything yesterday. We want in our early adult years what it took our parents a lifetime to get. Yeah. One of the worst spots some people could ever be in is to wait. They hate it. And, it, and in turn, they wonder why they don't experience life's great greatest blessings. You know, God, God has a reason for everything. God has a reason for David's life, waiting to become king. Even though God has a reason for David's waiting, it doesn't mean that David understood or agreed with it, right? All throughout the Psalms, we see David's crying out to God with sort of question, how long will, it, will this take, God? We see these passages like Psalm 13, verse 1. I'm sure a few of us here who have asked God this exact question but let me assure you of something there is a reason god has you in the waiting room for david god wanted to see how he responded to trouble if he if he could trust david how did lead men in battles and probably many other things is the same with us god must see how we handle and respond to situations before he gives us the seat that we desire to be in yeah? yeah. It's, like, it's like the food. You know, you're cooking the food. You don't just get the food after five minutes. You have to wait for it. You have to be patient. And in that process, you know, the, the food is cooked very well. And you will enjoy after that. And that's what it is that God is doing within us. You know, he's trying to teach us within us, trying to, to um, show us how exactly how we can handle things in order for him to give it to us someday. So that's what we need. So the last person I'm going to show you is Jesus. He's an example of patience. Hebrews chapter 12 says of Jesus' death on the cross that it was something he endured. While his crucifixion was for our salvation, the Bible says his death is also an example for our lives. When we are worn down during our daily task, we are reminded in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set, before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the th- of the throne of God For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself Lest ye be we- wearied and faint in your minds So before Jesus arrived at the cross he patiently trained the disciples right? Even after his miracles and proclamations of being the son of God the disciples were often confused as to what Jesus was today we think of the disciples as being mature men of faith. But as we read through the gospel accounts, Jesus was still trying to teach them how to persevere in prayer up until the moment he was taken into the garden to be crucified. So patience, not just for this great man, great character in the Bible, patience is also for us. 2nd Chronicles chapter 15 verse 7, but ask for you be strong and Do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Amen? Be strong and do not give up. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them, be strong and do not give up. So whatever the task is that God has called us to, we need to continue doing the work even if we don't see the progress. We would like to see. Even Jesus was teaching his disciples until the moment of his death. Jesus is is an example of patience for us. Amen? This is what Rick Warren said. God is never in a hurry, but he is always on time. And he's never late, that's right. (laughs) That's true. He's never early either. So the Lord is not limited to time, right? He is sovereign, and a part of being sovereign is that he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants he doesn't have to meet a deadline his deadline is when he wants it to be he doesn't have to meet a quota he's he is the quota his sense of time is nothing like our sense of time this is what peter said you know he tells us that a thousand years is like a day to him god's perfect plan is always on time that's second peter chapter 3 verse 8 so you see situations come our way and we have to make decisions right and yet there are times when we don't know what to do or times when we when god gives us a check in our spirit and we have to make decision well will i wait for god's direction or will i not most people don't want to wait they want god to act on their timetable but think about this we would acknowledge that god is omniscient right he knows everything we would acknowledge that he knows all about us. We would acknowledge that he knows what's best for us. And yet, we come to these situations where God tells us to wait. And what? We don't want to wait. And so we come up with all the reasons why we shouldn't have to wait. We look at other people and, and why do they have this and why do they have that. And why should we have to wait? Because God in his infinite love and power for us to know knows that at certain times in our lives, certain things don't fit. That is, God created us to do what? To live for Him, to serve Him, and reflect Him. He created us to live out the life that He's placed within us. So whenever I want something He doesn't want me to have, and I insist on having it, I'm being impatient. Yeah? <laughs> whenever we push God, well... Lord, I've waited long enough. It's time for me to have what I want. (laughs) Watch this. God is your greatest protector, right? When he says no, listen. Don't think about it as God rejecting you. It's God doing what? He's doing, he's protecting you. When God says no, it's a word of protection. We oftentimes think, well, God, if you love me, you let me have this. And that and the other it's the will to wait so ask yourself this question would you say that you are a patient person <laughs> that you calmly tolerate the delays that God places in your life when he says no you come to him for something that you believe is the will of God for your life and you ask him about, about it, and yet you don't hear anything and so you say well It must be okay because God didn't tell me anything. Well, tell you what, don't go ever, don't go in that route. If you say, I'm going to do this because God hasn't told me I shouldn't, what about waiting for God to tell you that you should? And so we can manipulate the word and we can manipulate circumstances in order to justify our own desires when oftentimes there are handicaps in our life they're the seeds of distraction in our life because we're not willing to wait for god so god is never in a hurry because his timings are perfect amen Amen. god is never in a hurry because his timings are perfect isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9 says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are neither are your ways are my ways declares the lord as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. There are two promises that God has given us before I close, nearly there. The first one is God walks with us in our waiting. Do you you believe that? God walks in us in our waiting. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, where the word says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and will not faint. So God walks with us in our waiting. The Lord gives power to those who trust in him. So you ask yourself if that's true. Now, it takes courage to be obedient to God. It takes courage to be patient because sometimes, and if I can think about you know, back in my life, all times when I thought, well, Lord, I'm coming to the edge of over here. And if you don't do something soon, I'm going to fall on the edge. Do you know who's on the other side of the edge? It's the Almighty God. You're not going to fall off the edge. There are times when God will let us get very, very close to what we think is ultimate, unchangeable desperation. But He's always there. He's always there. And He's a God of love. He's a God of direction, guidance, and counsel in our life. He takes courage to trust in Him and simply said, i have to be determined to wait you have to be determined to wait so god wants the best for us and he says i will guide you and i will teach you in the way which you should go now watch this we started off by saying patience is the fruit of the spirit right it's a gift from god which means that you have within you the capacity to make wise choices to make wise choices so the fruit of the the spirit is patience right so let me assure you, if you are a child of the king, how many of you here are a child of the king? Yeah? Then God is walking with you. He has ever gone ahead of you and prepared your path. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you, and he will never leave you and nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. It tells us that this promise is true. He was... He is walking with you, and he is working in you. second one is God will always make it worth the wait. As a child of God, be assured that the wait that you endure will be worth it. It will be a win in your life if you wait. You will look back and be able to confidently say that was well worth it. That is, if you love Jesus and live out his will and ways in your life, I promise you, You will be glad you did you will be glad that you patiently waited james tells us this in james chapter 5 verse 7 just as crops don't come forth right after the seed is planted neither will god's plan come up without him plowing us so my encouragement to you this morning stay strong and stay committed to your father who loves you and cares about your life in every detail of it and be patient. So when you've been waiting for so long and everybody keeps pushing past you, it's easy to lower your expectations, right? And gives up hope. When your blessing has been delayed for so long and your life has been defined by a particular problem, it can become your identity. Your fear of change can outgrow your hope to get well. In that moment, you have a choice. You can embrace your problem as who you are or you can decide that you'll do whatever it takes to be made new. Waiting for the blessings of God in our life can fill our heart with either great expectations or frustration and bitterness. Waiting can be a gift or a curse. The choice is yours. The choice is up to you. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel as the promise of hope or as the sure sign of an oncoming train. It's up to you how you respond to the frustration of waiting. Based on God's promises in His Word, so I want to encourage you to wait well. God will always make it worth. Amen? Amen. You have to wait for it. So in conclusion, I believe that the Spirit of God will exercise patience in you, into each and every one of us, through you, in your behalf, because that's the will of God for us. That's why we follow his will and we walk in his way. And God knows that there are difficult times and difficult situations that we face. And sometimes we don't know what to do. He's there to show us what to do. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, if you've trusted God in your life as your Savior, you have within you the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate counselor for every single solitary situation in life. And he will direct you god would not withhold truth from you he's not going to withhold wise counsel from you if you don't have wise counsels it's because you've not asked him why because he loves you unconditionally he wants the best for you no matter what so most people today probably are unhappy because they have refused to wait upon god for direction about something in their life and lots of people are in deep trouble today because They didn't wait. So let me encourage you today. Remember, we said patience is simply the willingness to wait. And when we wait, we see God at work. And oftentimes, I've watched this in my own life. Having to wait and to wait and to wait about something and then watch God finally bring it into a conclusion. Over and over and over again, my response has been finally, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that I waited. Thank you, Jesus, that I didn't step ahead of you, that I didn't go ahead in your plan. So let it be our response today. Let it be our prayer today as we wait patiently to the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we love you and we praise you and thank you that you never make a mistake, always perfect. Your timing is perfect to the second. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to every single person here that we all examine ourselves afresh and anew about the degree of patience we have or do not have. You know who's seated right here right now, who's facing a decision this morning or tomorrow or sometime this week or before the week is over, there'll be major decisions in our life that we need to encounter But God, I pray that you'll give them wisdom. Give us wisdom enough to wait until we hear clearly from you what we should do and to be confident that you will always give us a clear guidance in everything. Father, we love you and we praise you, Lord God, for what you have done for us. And we thank you that you are always there for us and you are willing, you're willing to listen. And thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God, that guides us and keep us and show us to be more patient in our life, Lord God. So we thank you for everything and we commit to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So be patient.